Let's go! Welcome to the Triple Cross Podcast, part of the Belly Up Media Network. I'm John. That's Casey. I pointed the right way. It's going to be a good night. We are talking about all all the sports, all the sports played yesterday and today. There's baseball happening. It's like the NLCS finals or the ALCS finals. I don't know. It's one of those things. Basketball is happening currently. Currently, the Nuggets are beating the, the Lakers 101 to 91 with like six minutes left in the fourth quarter. Football happened yesterday, and that's the most important thing we got to hit on first because I'm a Vikings fan. Casey is a 49ers fan. They went head-to-head on Monday Night Football and uh, and the Niners ruined my betting week. I'm going to be honest. The 49ers, I bet on the 49ers on the money line. I wasn't going to win very much money, uh, but I went ahead and lost a bunch of money because primetime Kirk decided to actually be primetime Kirk, like earn a good nick, good version of that nickname and, and win a game. The way this show works is every 10 likes on the video, we give away a $25 gift card. So get the likes up on the video. It's a little button that looks like that underneath the video. Casey, what happened? What happened to your Niners? Are they just not? what? What's going on here? They were supposed to be the best team in decades. Yeah. I mean, I could ask the same question to you. Uh, what happened to my Niners? I don't know. They, uh, they, they look like kind of a generational team uh, in one moment, and then they drop two games to teams they should easily beat. So, yeah, it's tough. Um, by the way, I know a lot of people are, are mentioning they're watching multiple games right now. There is some awesome action happening right now. Um, action. You know, let us know so that we can report on it live uh, yes. in, in the moment. Uh, I do see that the the Diamondbacks and Phillies are in a deadlock right now in the top of the fifth, two to two. Um, I think our brackets that we did for baseball are all but busted, John. Huge baseball pod here. Uh, we're big, big, big baseball, baseball guys. guys. Yeah. Um, we've, we're, we've been getting back into it a little bit uh, in the last year or so, last two years maybe. Um, at least I have. I won't, I'll speak for myself. Uh, the Phillies yeah. I didn't have going all the way though. So I think that's... <laughs> well, you like, You need them to beat the D-backs here. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm, I'm all for it. Like, I mean, hey, if you've been paying attention to their story, it's a pretty incredible yeah. one. And uh, they, they love, they live for this stuff. This like on the edge of the, the brink of elimination you will um i wouldn't be surprised if bryce harper has about six or seven home runs tonight so yeah uh, six or seven home runs in in however many innings there are left that seems highly likely actually statistically i think it'd be weird if that didn't happen yeah bet it now uh at least two plus homers from from this point in the game uh he might i don't know who i don't know how they got to the score yet um oh it's three to two now okay i jinxed it's mid fifth by the way so he's gonna need to hit you know two plus homers in four innings yeah, exactly. Which I mean, that's that's light work for Bryce Harper. Let's well, he's down now, so they got the like competitive spirits like like brewing yeah. now. They need that edge. The, the Phillies don't yeah. like to be ahead. They like to come from my. Uh, they, they like to, uh, you know. I like how you're creating from... narratives for the Phillies. You're like like you watch a lot of Phillies baseball. You know, like well, I've, I've I know never... who they are. You know, I know a couple players on the team. So I've never missed a game. I don't know. Yeah, what never. <laughs> he watched every game all summer. Um, Hey, we got 13 likes right now. Get the likes up to 20. I see there's enough people watching. Get the likes to 20. I bet they'll get there quick. When we do our giveaway, we will do it on Playback, our private watch party community. There is a link to that in the description. In the description. In the description. You can see it in all the description of the video. Also, if you're listening on audio podcast after the fact, um, by the way, we do this as a live show on on YouTube and on Playback. Um, That's why we we mention those things. Uh, But if you are listening on audio platforms, uh, yeah, you could you could you could hear live reporting of like if if you know if, if there's some scoring going on in these games. Uh, we'll try to keep it up to date. Uh, but check us out for a live show on YouTube, um, and you could 
win yourself a nice prize. That's that's what we, sometimes we cut it out of the audio podcast. If yeah. I'm being totally honest, but sometimes I leave it in. I like to let uh, them know that we give away stuff to the, the live. Away. Yeah, Heather Verkler's got her fingers crossed. I can only imagine she's hoping she wins a twenty-five dollar gift card, which is what we give away every ten likes. So she's rooting for the Phillies. Do one, obviously, or, or she's yeah, or it's a Phillies thing. The Geek Phillies. Gauntlet Pod says, "What's up? What's up, Geek Gauntlet Pod?" Miguel, regular viewer, says hello. He just says hello. Very formal, Miguel. I like it. Uh, Lee Cook, first time here. Lee Cook, good to have you. And we already told you the the deal. So so glad you're here. Uh, Felix wants to know. He's like, we're not talking NBA. It's oh, first day okay. NBA. We're not talking oh. NBA, Felix. Felix, oh, we're talking NBA. Uh, we got a treat for you. Casey has never seen Victor Wimanyama play basketball. We're going to have a little reacts video during the podcast. Casey's going to be seeing Wemby play basketball for the first time. Of course, we got to talk Niners and Vikings first because I couldn't not, right? Like the, the Vikings won. Vikings won the game. I can't not tell Casey about it. Um, I don't know anything I'm doing here. Lee, it's all right. So I don't know you, what I'm doing here like, either. If it makes you feel better. We don't know. I you don't know what's going on here. We so, rarely know what's going on. The, the like club. button below the video. Uh, once we get to 20, we're going to give away a gift card and we're going to do that. And there's a, there's a description below the little video where it says, you know, if you open the description, there's a link that says playback.tv slash triple cross. You click that and you go join us there. The show is live over there, by the way. We always forget to mention that. You can watch the show over there. We're at 18 likes now. So we're going to do a spin here pretty soon. Uh, but let's kick around this Niners game a little bit. Uh, I like what Miguel said. Cousins happened. Mr. Captain Kirk, the whitest guy in the NFL cousins, uh, showed up. And I've been telling you, like, I think three weeks, I think I said like three weeks ago to you, Casey, I'm like, dude, I think Kirk Cousins is pretty good, which yeah. it sounds weird because I'm a Vikings fan. But I've been lower on Kirk Cousins than like most of the people who aren't Vikings fans. A lot of people are like, oh, he's underrated and stuff. I'm like, I don't know, man. You ever seen him play a primetime game? It's pretty ugly. Uh, but when 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 Justin Jefferson left the game, uh, mid-game with like hamstring, like watching Kirk, I'm like, no, he's good. It's not just JJ. Like he's he is pretty good. He's a good quarterback. And I at the time was like, hey, before this, before this week, I would have said he's not as good as Brock Purdy, but I actually think he's as good as Brock Purdy. You said, no way, Brock Purdy, so much better, quick decision maker, gets the ball out faster. What are your thoughts now? Kirk Cousins, Brock Purdy, where do you put them? You put them right next to each other? I mean, do you still give the edge to Brock? Try and make yourself objective here. Yeah, yeah, just so that we're fair, I think we've, we're, uh, we, we've always had them like around back-to-back, -back, right? Like, sure. I mean, we're not we're yeah, talking – I, I don't know if we do that for narrative because you're like, I don't want to make you feel bad about well, even, even like, No, even if – well, I think a lot of people would say that's skewed the other way too is that I'm like right. – you know, pitching Purdy. You could put either one of them a step. I think above both of us have been below. higher on Purdy than per than Kirk for most of the time. Maybe just for sure. We were early on the Purdy train. It's looked good for the majority of the season. Now people maybe are bringing it into question again. But honestly, I haven't seen that too much out there. I think Purdy has arrived to the tier that we're talking about. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, he's like top twenty quarterbacks at least. Oh, like, I think it's better. I think it's bigger. I think for I sure, think he's a top sure. ten QB. I think he's that's a top that's 10 what guy. I mean though. The the, the consensus is that Kirk. That's why we're talking about Purdy is they're one in the same almost to the national media. Yeah. They're these like unathletic white guys with like fast processing ability and like, yeah. okay, enough arm strength, if we're being honest. And like kind of they manage the, the game well and the team, the game flow, things like that. Those intangibles, right, that we talk yeah. about. Uh, we've we've had them kind of like right near the top 10, like knocking on the top 10's door. Um, every knock, time we knocking on the top tens door, yeah, top seven would have been like knocking on seven's door, but yeah, I'm sorry, I missed it, that. That was that was an opportunity for me to make a better. I, I mean, I said top ten. You you can only give 
you can only work with what I give you. So hey, you know what? Uh, we share the blame. We're we're team out here. We share the blame. I, I pulled it up before the season started. Right before the season started, that's when we did our quarterback power rankings. We had Purdy at 15 and Kirk Cousins at 16, and I think we've Ooh. both risen on both of those guys from that spot. And uh, whether or not either of them have entered the top 10 is like a week to week kind of thing, honestly. Uh, but Kirk is Kirk's a guy, man, and it, he might be better than Purdy. He definitely was better than Purdy on Monday. Uh, so I don't, I don't, I, 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 I'm reeling right now, honestly. We, we were down a couple big guys, but I mean, you guys were down Justin Jefferson, so like, sure, you know, it's. It's a matchup I, I, where I still think the Niners win it more times out of ten, but hey, it's a any any given Monday kind of league this week. I do, yeah. So so I'll I'll say a couple. I mean, first of all, had had eyes on a lot of Vikings football this year, and when you've when you've watched them, you're like they are good. You know, they're kind of dropping some games that like maybe they could win or maybe they're 50 50 games. The call doesn't go their way. Something happens. Whatever, right? Uh, but but like you watch them the whole game, and it's like it's not like watching a bad football team. You know, you, you know, when you're watching a bad football team and they make just, they make mistakes and they're like kind of disgusting. You watch the Vikings. It's like, no, they mostly do good stuff. They just give up a big play or they do, you know, like they, some circumstance happens. It's always within one score. Uh, and, and you're kind of like, these games should be rolling the other way. Now, are they Niners good? No, I did not think they were Niners good, but they're also a team that plays everybody incredibly close, right? So if you have a bad night, Vikings are going to get you. Uh, and I think that's kind of what happened with the Niners. CMC, I, I think you said earlier, you like, CMC looked human. I'm like, a human with two touchdowns and like 100 plus yards, but I know what you mean when you say that. Like, he touched the ball and it was like, oh, you could tackle him with one guy. Yeah, like, you know, I saw him get tackled by one guy. It's, it's that's just not, not normal. normal. It's not normal yeah. for him at all. And he's anything but normal for sure. You know, being down Debo, being down Trent Williams, two big pieces of the offense. Uh, you're not making excuses, just w worth noting that like yeah. when they get those guys back, the offense does look different. Um, I think what let me down more was the defense. Honestly, the offense yeah. kind of did its job um, in the same way that uh, last yeah. week. I don't know if y'all remember, but the Niners were going into their game last week undefeated. And they only lost the last game because the kicker missed a, 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 a field goal, a makeable field goal in the waning moments of the game. So, again, the offense didn't really not do their job that week either. So I'm kind of pinning this more on like, hey, the heart and soul of our team is the defense. You know, make no mistake about that. And I, I don't know how many third downs I was watching where I'm like, you know, we need a we need Why a playmaker to so make a play time? here. Yeah, we need yeah. Bosa to get in there and uh, and kind of change the the whole slope of this game, you know, yeah. completely put them against the wall a little bit. And we just oh, never did that. And it, that's how you lose games. Dude. A lot of, I will tell you this. A lot of watching Vikings football is watching Kirk cousins take a freaking beating. Cause he's got one second to the get best the, in the league out. at it. The best. In the league <laughs> at it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how many quarterbacks think, think about it, how many quarterbacks wear that stupid flak jacket looking thing? Yeah. I mean, you know? he's got to. He has to. There's no choice. Oh, no, I mean, that's why his midsection looks like all puffy. Like, yeah, there are, uh, him and like Jalen Hurts, I think maybe wears one, or he might just be a tank under there. I don't know. But like, you can tell when a guy's like, they have those, yeah. there's body shape changes. Kirk is like the only one that comes to mind that I know yeah. for sure he's wearing one. He, um, he just doesn't get, get great protection. And, and like Justin Jefferson does better on longer routes. So he's like, wait until the last minute to get that ball out a lot of the time. Oh, and, yeah. And, and so, but, but what I saw yesterday was a lot of like, 
play action and then time. He had two seconds for the play to develop and, and for him to find an open guy. And that was just not what I expected against the Niners at all. I will say this on the Purdy and, and Cousins argument, something you haven't brought up and you've brought up before and, and I think is true and valid. You haven't brought it up on the show. Kirk Cousins gets paid a lot. A lot, lot, oh, lot yeah. more it's money. It's like a forty million Robert. dollar difference, or something and like that. Now, now, if you took him just on no, no, didn't add any money to it. If you say, you know, put Brock Purdy in Minnesota, what does he look like? Put Kirk Cousins in San Francisco, what does he look like? I, yeah, I do think they look similar. I think maybe you, you know, Cousins being a vet maybe helps him a little bit. I think yeah. Brock Purdy having to take. 10 hits a game, you know, to watch the plays develop, watch those, those Kevin O'Connell plays develop not as quickly as the Kyle Shanahan plays. Right. Uh, and the so reason why you're going through these qualifiers is because the answer is Kirk Cousins would look better than Brock Purdy in the Niners offense. And Brock Purdy would look worse in the Vikings offense than Kirk Cousins does. But That's $40 just, million dollars better. You know, that know. is probably not true. And also I think even the money aside, if you allowed Purdy as many years in the league as Kirk has had to develop, yeah. make the experience not the thing anymore, yep. uh, then who knows? Like Then I think it's likely Purdy passes him up just based on yeah. how quickly he's come out of the gates in his career. But yeah, to your point, there's a lot of different aspects to it. But at the end of the day, yeah, Kirk is... Kirk has proven some Kirk haters wrong. You know, I mean, he, I love he, it. he probably belongs in the top 10. Just, uh, uh, let's not bring Purdy into this. Kirk alone yeah. probably belongs in the top 10 uh, QBs. As far as like when you're doing, hey, which like, forget about how old they are, you know, how, how you could build a franchise. How much they get paid, yeah. If you yeah. need a quarterback for this season and you want to win the Super Bowl, like who are your top ten? Kirk Cousins has to be in that list. There's oh no yeah, way. and he he learns the system quick. He can switch. Yeah, yep. yeah. He's a multi-system quarterback. Um. So yeah, no, it's and and that's if your plays like Kyle Shanahan. Let's just say this: Kyle Shanahan is a much better offensive coordinator than whoever the OC is in Minnesota. And I think Kevin O'Connell is a pretty offensive coach. Uh, and I'm not saying that they're bad. It's just Kyle Shanahan's incredibly good. Yeah, he's but their really plays good. take longer to develop, and Kirk's going to take a lot. We of hits know doing who that. Kirk Cousins is because of Kyle Shanahan's offense. Right, <laughs> like, that's right. where he emerged. So yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Well, and that there's there's another example in Washington of uh, you know of offensive. The Kirk's never been well protected in his whole career. Never well protected, but a Kyle Shanahan offense allows for that. It's like this thing you can get the ball out quick. There's a lot of options, you know. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I think we beat this game to death. Uh, I'm not going to do too much of a victory dance because I bet it the other way. Uh, and so they, yeah. they really kind of, the Niners really kind of screwed my betting week. Um, but Hey, I felt, I felt like a winner either way. I either won my betting week or we, we win a game against the Niners on Monday night. Let me ask Oof. you this about the Vikings Vikings staring down the barrel of six very winnable games. I think we're talking about like the bears, the saints, the Raiders. I can't remember mm -hmm. who else. Six very winnable games. What do you think? Where do you think the Vikings land end of the season? You think they still have a chance to get atop of the NFC North? Definitely still have a chance. Definitely, definitely. Uh, you know, uh, obviously standings matter and momentum probably matters even more than the standings after the first, you know, six, seven weeks. Um, yeah. But people definitely make too big of a deal about like who would currently be in the playoffs if the season ended today. You know, if you're still in the front half of the season and you're talking like that, you just have the wrong view. That it just doesn't matter as much at all. Like I said, those wins matter more as like building blocks to more success than anything. Um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah. the teams that become the hottest in the second half of the season are so often the teams that continue to play well into the playoffs and ultimately win a Super Bowl. Um, I, I think it's, it's actually pretty, uh, pretty, 
in fashion these days, like it's pretty stylish to to start the season off kind of bad, uh, all Bengalsy, you know, 49ers. Yeah. They they were doing that the first few years. They it's were really in the in the play uh playoff discussion too. Yeah, I mean, you you, you don't want to come out of the gates good. You got to give the media something to report on, you know, and then you uh you overcome all adversity, go on a win streak, and, and you went into the playoffs. Casey, a couple pieces of news for you. First piece of news: we have twenty one likes on this video, which means we're about to give away yeah. a twenty five dollar gift card to our partner DAP Sports that sells sports cards memorabilia, stuff like that. If you're still watching on YouTube, hey, we appreciate you. Make sure you like the video, but hit that link in the description to playback.tv slash triple cross. I'm putting together a wheel here, a little wheel of names, wheel of numbers, wheel of yeah. names uh, of people who are on playback. These are all the people who are eligible to win that $25 gift card. Putting that together right now. Another little piece of news for you, Casey. Nuggets have more or less put away this game. They're up 117-105 with 43 seconds left to, the, left to play. So the Lakers lose their season opener. They also do not cover the spread. And the Nuggets show us, hey, we're the Nuggets. Just a reminder. Quick reminder for you, we're the Nuggets. Yeah, yeah we are the Nuggets. We are the reigning world champs. Um, it, basketball has to be, I, I guess you're the basketball fan. You're the, the, uh, the, the real heart and soul of the basketball fandom of triple cross podcast sure. is basketball it. a sport where they use the world title this loosely. Yes. Cause like basketball, there's, there's a real case to be made that like, I mean, okay. That's actually, that's actually one of the things they talk about. Like a lot of basketball pundits talk about is like, we really calling them the world champs. Like right. a bunch of people aren't in this, you know? And, uh, yeah. so yeah. Yeah, they do call themselves world. Because like baseball, I think it just in in its own like organization, they've chosen to prove why they shouldn't call it the World Series, even though don't change that name. It's like all time. But like, I mean, they have the World Baseball Classic, which they don't win, and yeah. then they call the, the playoff the, the the championship game of the playoff tournament for the Major League Baseball, the World Series. Just kind of weird in the way they choose to market that. But that's okay. It's an old sport. Uh, but like basketball is another one where like it's worldwide. American football, I mean, nobody's got Yeah, it. no, there's there's nobody better. Yeah, right. yeah, I hear you. This, this, hey, if, and, they, and they don't even call that the, like the World Bowl. They call it the Super Bowl. Yeah, so, like, yeah just, it's super. It's super. <laughs> yeah, so it's. do you call yeah, them world champions in the NBA? Uh, I, I mean, like I'll usually call them the NBA champs or the, yeah, I don't, what? yes, they do. The, the answer to your question is yes, they do call them that, but, um, I don't know that that's like the common, like the common, like, like if you ask 20 basketball fans, like, what do you call the people who win the NBA finals? They would say like NBA champs, I like so far and above. Like for instance, I forgot, uh, I knew it was the O'Brien trophy, but I was like, I don't know the dude o'brien i don't know who i forgot the first name of the guy you know like, Tom, i don't know jimmy thomas o'brien jimmy o'brien o'brien yeah, the John jimmy o'brien bill uh, o'brien i think it feels like it's gotta be one of those white guy names you know it's, it is a white it's a, it's larry o'brien but that's larry see, i thought you yeah know that. oh that's a lot that's a white guy name. yeah too. like we have the like lombardi trophy in football we should do a a best uh trophy bracket from like different sports that's got to be interesting right because yeah I mean, they they got some, they took some liberties with some of these. Yeah, for sure. So uh, here we go. If you don't see, if you're in playback, uh, holler at me in the chat if you don't see your name on the wheel. I see two 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 visitors in here. That means I can't get you on the wheel. I got to know you're here. So you got to chat in. Let me know if you don't see your name on the wheel. Uh, we'll give everybody a second while um while we're saying that while we're doing this pod, probably the Suns Warriors game is gonna start. Casey, 
Warriors fan. I know that's been on your calendar. I apologize. We're starting a little bit late. You know, Casey was like, hey, we can't miss the Warriors game. So we'll keep you live updated on that. Um, what's happening with the Phillies? What do you think? We think oh, how many boy. how many home runs have Bryce has Bryce Harper hit? Oh, he's at uh, about four or five now, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. So we were mid fifth before. Top six now. Score is still Diamondbacks three, Phillies two. Bryce Harper clearly hasn't been up to the plate because no home runs have happened. Right. Um, uh, I think it's yeah. we, we so. Can, we, can, we can do a little Bryce line. We could look at the Bryce line. Um, the Bryce, Bryce line negotiator. Bryce line negotiator. Dude, uh, I mean, if Bryce if Bryce Harper isn't doing Priceline ads, uh, that's a miss. What are we? Yeah, that's what are we miss. talking about? What are we talking about? What are we doing here? <laughs> the Bryce is right, baby. Um, no, I think he need he was missing us like like reporting on this because he's over uh, three tonight. So uh, he's gonna hit a couple of yeah, bombs jo- during his last couple. Of Jojo Max says only Alec Baum have, has hit one. Um, I think we're about ready to spin this wheel. So after we spin this wheel, we're gonna get into a couple segments, including Casey reacting to Victor Wimbanyama playing basketball because Casey's never seen Victor Wimbanyama play basketball. So this isn't one of those fake react videos where it's like, yeah, you've actually had tomatoes before, but pretend you haven't like this is a real one. He hasn't ever seen. I, I want to be clear. Seen, like, I haven't stuff. watched him play a basketball game. I've seen uh, the, like I've a seen quick like, clip. Yeah, exactly. I've seen one like three second clip and that's yeah. all I've ever seen. And even that's... that was more of just like how freakish he looks on a basketball court, just like his arm length and stuff. Just him walking right. around. Yeah, well, I mean, you, that's always going to be there for sure. For that, sure. Yeah, his arms will show up to every game he plays. So so Ch- Chet and Wemby are making the NBA look different for sure. It looks weird, man. It looks strange, but I like it. They are, they're good. All right, let's get into this. Uh, who do you like? Who do you like for this first spin? Ooh. Abby C is here. Abby C is here. hasn't been here for a minute. She commented on our last video, said, hey, that orphan team you got, the oh. orphan team you got in your NBA, in your, in your fantasy basketball league, I want it. Okay. That's how she said. It. Actually, I kind of had to convince her, but she said she's down. So, love it. There we go. She's gonna she's gonna adopt the orphan team in our fantasy in the triple cross fantasy basketball league. So I'm gonna take Abby for that reason. Okay, John's on the Abby train. I'm gonna go with a guy, a uh, long time, long time listener, first time caller. Um, no, I told him he just needs to show up earlier for me to bet on him, and I'm going to this time. Let's go, Romy, baby, Romy, Romy. Adam and Romy both here. The uh, classic the, rivalry. The cra- classic rivalry is alive. Here we go. First $25 gift card to Dap Sports. If we Ooh. hit 30 likes, we'll do another one during the show. If we don't hit 30 likes, look at that. Showing up at the top. And Romy wins it. World Casey champions it. right there. Casey Me and Romy, world champions of the wheel. Wheel champions. Wheeled champions. I like it. Yeah. All right, Casey. Should we watch some Victor Wimbanyama or what? Let's watch him, bro. All right. So Casey has never seen Victor Wimbanyama play basketball. We're going to show him three minutes. Just This is a three-minute clip. This is preseason Victor Wimbanyama. Let's see what this man thinks about, I don't know, he needs a good nickname, Stretch, the Stretch Man of the NBA or something like that. Um, here we go. Video up. You're going to have to unmute your mic while we're doing this. Oh, okay. Right over the shoulder of Thomas Bryant now. Thank you. Oh, better get clever here. First couple of the double. That's what I said. Uh, yeah, as soon as he got it, he's got to get clever here because he's licking his chops. He won. Last year, just 38 games. Yep. And even in the 38, he played his 70 night that makes
should go wild. That's over to a seven foot one guy there in home grid. The screen from Osmond. Oh, with a nice little dribble right there. Shaking. Point guard. There's the high screen by Osmond. That was a nice little hand. <laughs> right? Oh, my goodness. Wendy. And ahead, Tate blocked yeah. by Victor Wendy. Yeah. Yeah. Tate is going to score this on almost anybody else in the league. And out to Wembyama. And there you go. <laughs> Runs the floor, and the pass is over the top. He's patient there, and no one's going to block that. So Wembyama! More than a minute into the second quarter. And he's checking all the boxes tonight on every position. A lot of things together off the court. And Victor. A moment ago, good backdoor cut. And as soon as he catches it that close to the basket, you have on some of the others. Well, good things are ahead. There's the block by Victor. Here, beautiful crossover. But so go ahead, big fella. Keep that one up. Players are always fun to watch. Wembenyama over Bryant. How about the hesitation? Right there. Uh. Hands down, knocks down the shot. Exposure to top really getting on you as Victor gives the and one. Yeah. Crossover just goes right through Chet Holmgren. Shot clock and three into Wembenyama. Knocked away by Victor. Plays it with the defense of the rookie inside. Right there. Inside to Victor. Right back to Vassell. And one. Collins back out. Wembenyama for three. Count it. Victor. NBA season ago. That changes with this guy. And he's in two and a what a smooth follow from Look at this. Pick and pop. Run three with the yard. So we see this in the three of This is the last position. He just right there. Spurs harass Wallace into a turnover and oh my. In there and Nick got a piece of that one. Then he gets out and runs the floor. And down first. All four to center. Look at this. Look at this finish here. Seven foot frame on full display here. This Inside Wembenyama. Early has all kinds of space behind him. Wembenyama. It's as good as this. Yeah, he's working off screens and shooting the ball like he's a guard out there. With the assist. And there's six on the shot clock. He motors in the lane. Scoop shot. Oh, Bobby. Guarding multiple players down low. You can live with this. Decent. But these first two games, exhibition game. I mean, the kid does it all. You want to win, put Vicky in. Uh, he shoots, he blocks, he plays defense, he he fit, he's got good touch around the rim. Not that he needs it. Dude, I, I don't know if he needs to dunk. I don't even even know if he needs to jump to dunk. Uh all right, Casey, that's three minutes straight of Victor Wembenyama. What do you think? generational like talent next lebron he looks like somebody took tim duncan and hung him up by his ankles until he stretched out <laughs> about six inches longer um <laughs> and he can shoot now um yeah. yeah and now he can shoot yeah yeah i think the main thing that jumped off the screen there obviously some incredible like talent and sure. crazy physicality stuff going mm. on just weird circus freak stuff um but the main thing is just the, the versatility of uh, the types of highlight plays he was making there th that tends to like only come like for those guys who are real, like they love the game. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's looking for opportunities, no matter what the situation is to impact the game. And kind of looks like he's having fun out there doing that. You know what I mean? Like, it's like he gets, uh, this feels obvious to say of like professional athletes, but to another degree, you can tell he he's getting off on like making the plays as yeah. opposed to just being out there and doing good enough and being a part of the team or playing a role. You're like, no, yeah. he's, he's going to be that guy that's he's out there to make those plays. It's dimensions. Yeah. Yeah. I get what you're saying. And here, here's what it is. There's like a few plays in there that are like, there's obviously really cool stuff. Like you said, hustle plays for a seven plus footer. Like what? Yeah. There there's hustle plays. Uh, there's like out of position blocks and given he's long. So he's probably gotten a lot of those, but what it is for me is like, there's like one play in there where I I wish we would have had, like, I I wish I would have formatted this better so we could pause it. stuff. there's one play in there where he's at the free throw line and he kind of pumps, pumps and just waits and looks. And then, then he shoots and it's like, that's a fifth year veteran play. That's a seventh year veteran play. Yeah. Right. Or like even that like scoop up and under, uh, or just like, there's a couple plays like that. Like moving just... laterally at the three point line, like Mike, like with the dragging yep. legs, but like, you can tell they're perfect for balance. I don't think I've ever yep. seen a seven shooter or a seven footer do any, I don't do think that. I've seen like a six, nine. Kevin Durant is the closest. That. Kevin Durant is the closest. He's close to seven feet. He's the kind of guy who can do that. He's got a lot of Kevin Durant like stuff in him, but yeah. an even longer version, like an even, you know, taller, longer version. I, I think the maturity is impressive. I mean, he's been playing pro basketball for a long time, uh, but the maturity I think is, is it's not every play, but there's a right. lot of plays where it's like, he's just making good reads, good decisions. He's patient, right? Like he'll pump he'll wait, yeah. you know, he stays on his feet. He doesn't get ta- a shot blocker. One of the biggest things that happens to shot blockers is you get them off their feet with pump fakes. And then you get to the line that doesn't happen to him a lot. He stays mature, stays on his feet. Um, I, I think I, I do. I do actually think I wasn't sold on him, but now that I've seen him play some against some NBA talent, I do think we're looking at a generate generational talent, assuming he can stay healthy. I don't know yeah. how you keep a frame like that healthy. If he's going to get banged up, I don't know how that's all going to go down. People said the same thing about Kevin Durant and you know, he's a whatever 15, 18 year veteran. Sure. Um, yeah, I think all valid stuff there. That that's, that's kind of, it's weird. Cause with a rookie, you just have such low expectations for the most part, usually um, that yeah. like, who like, okay. You just don't even talk about it that much really, but really seeing how good he is in that video, that really highlights the need for questions to like, how good can he become? Uh, so that's yeah. immediately like what comes to mind is like, yeah, like, first of all, how much weight can he put on? You know, that kind of, right. it's a little get to a Rudy Gobert like build at least. Right. Right. Cause know, obviously skinny, he's gonna, but strong. he's going to get compared to a guy like Chet his whole career. Right. Like as long, oh, yeah. as, long as they're both rookies like, together. Right. Yep. And they look identical in body type, basically, you know, yep. they're both skinny, tall freak guys who can ball still like, you know, and uh, I, you know, I'm, I live in the town that, uh, that Holmgren went to college. So I actually have seen him play at Gonzaga uh, twice. Mm-hmm. And one was at the beginning of his, uh, did he only go to college for one year? <laughs> I think probably one. Have, yeah. I'm guessing yeah, probably one year. Um, I saw him at the beginning of that year and the end of that year. So I, I feel like even just from game to game, like the first game, I, I can't explain the transformation I already saw just in that season from him, right? Yeah. First game, he looked like he didn't belong. He looked all gangly like Bambi out on the court. And then by the time he'd come around, I'm like, you're like, this is the best guy on the court, hands down, doesn't matter who else is there with him, right? And yeah. I think that Wemby has even more physicality, better physicals than him probably, and maybe even more of that like killer instinct. I can't imagine him out there ever looking like Bambi is what I'm getting at. 
And the, the question really will be who can remain healthier longer. And also something I haven't heard people talk about is like when things aren't going his way, is he going to, does he have the mentality of a veteran in that moment? That's what I need to know about. Right. It. Well, uh, all right. So cu couple, couple measurements here, couple, couple, uh, sort of, you know, fill in your temperature on this guy spurs with Victor Weminyama playoff team. I mean, Man. they were in the cellar last year. They yeah, outlined, I mean, they were so bad. Outline who even you think are like other key pieces there. I mean, we got that's it. <laughs> we got we got Devin Vassell. Yeah, I know. Got, like like Kelvin Johnson, Kelvin Johnson, Devin Vassell. That's what I mean. Are those the only other? I mean, they're they're quality yeah, players. Pretty much, they're quality yeah, no, players. They're fine. Yeah. But they're not really like mentioned in like the big three of like teams. You know, like guys like that. Oh, no, right? no, like they're they not, make, they're not. Yeah, they're not that good. I remember this time last year we were talking about the mid three. And like yeah. that feels way more like not even mid three, just like propped up by Wemby. Right. Yeah. Like maybe Wemby's really good. Like so, below so mid three. No. So you're yeah, saying like, no. Rookie season, Spurs do not make the playoffs. If only we had play. like some kind of symbol or something we could use for like if a guy was only like this good, a guy went like this good, and then there's this big guy, right? Like, making yeah. it, how many? They, they get they get the mid the three listeners. because it's like two below, slightly below mid, and That's then one. Thing. Above it, yeah, it's yeah. A, it's like a like a triangle. All uh, right, force it. Yeah, any strokes aside, yeah, playoff team. Sure, right? Why not? Too many teams make the playoffs in the NBA anyway. Make play in team. How tough. about that? Play in yeah. team. Play sure, in. Sure, sure, yeah. I mean, West is tough. Um, no chance of a title says Pop and Fresh. Look, no, yeah, I, I don't think that. I mean, I think that's an not. easy call. Do they win a title with Wemby? Not is, now. I mean, is he a good enough player? Blocks. Is he a good enough player though? Where you're forecasting rings? On his you can you can build. I think he's a good enough player. You can build a team around him. That's a contender team. Yes. Yeah. You got to build. There's other building blocks that are needed, though. Do you think um, they have? Says, they have the right leadership and stuff in San Antonio to do it. Yeah. No. I. Yeah. I think Pop's a great coach. Yeah. Love it. And I think their front office is is good. Um. And I mean, what has Pop's formula been so far? Draft David Robinson, win rings. Draft Tim Duncan, win rings. Draft. The, he's just following the same formula over and over. He's good at it, um, man. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, so Abby says she doesn't know if Wemby can carry him like that. Maybe not in the rookie season. All right, next thing. Next little temperature check on Wemby. So this is a couple, couple quick more, two more quick ones. Rookie of the year. Yes, no. Probably the favorite. Have to assume. Chet, yeah, he's the favorite. Chet would be the other one. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, they feel like the obvious like stallions in the race, but I mean, there has to have. You're still got Scoot. You still got the Thompson twins. Yeah. Love Scoot. I never want to count out Scoot. Um, I would say, like, you give me... I'll put it like this. Here's my answer. He, he would be my favorite to win it, but if I could have Chet and Scoot versus Wemby, yeah. that's tough. Like, the odds... Well, you can, you, you, you can, right? So it's Wemby versus the field. What do you think? Wemby or not? Oh, the field, then. The field... The field, right. the field next by to... not a big margin, though. Ne next one, next one. Only, only because of injury and stuff. If you were guaranteed they're playing, then yeah. I'm not as convinced. Ne next one. Wemby leads leads the league in blocks. Do do we have any indications of? I think he could. I think I think he could lead the league in blocks. Do we have I think any? That, I think it might be more likely he leads the league in blocks than wins rookie of the year. Do we have any indication of like how many minutes or anything like that they're planning to use him? Because like even though he's kind of projected to be a yeah. superstar, like are they planning to be careful as with him minutes, at all? As many minutes as they can. Yeah. I like that then. I mean, it's doable <laughs> for sure. I mean, I don't know who won but last year, won that category, but off the top of my head, it feels like Triple J. Uh, Triple J or Miles Turner, I would guess, who led the league in blocks. 
Yeah. I don't know. I would probably bet Triple J still just because it looks like because here's the other thing. Like Wemby, yeah, he's probably maybe the best. Brooke Lopez. Brooke oh, Lopez wow. and Triple wow. J. Yeah. Shout out Brooke Lopez. What's up? Yeah. Um, Brooke okay. Lopez is 193, Triple J 189, Nick Claxton 189, and Walker Kessler at 173. So Triple J and Nick Claxton tied up. I want to say no, Wemby, no. I think if you did like a, a, a shot blocking competition, like a like a slam dunk competition style thing, where you had to just block after block after block, he might be the best. But I also think him playing so many minutes and the fact that he can do so much, I don't think he's just going to be hunting the block like so many of those like elite blockers do. You know what yeah, I mean? Rim protectors. Yeah, he's gonna put resources I mean, to other stuff. That's his defensive role. His his defensive role is rim protecting. I, I, I see him being I see him a guy I, I see him being one of those guys who like blocks you and then blocks you again and then blocks you again and gets three blocks in one play. Um I I think he might lead the league in blocks. That's if I'm gonna take oh, is he rookie of the year? Do they get to the playoffs or does Wemby lead the league in blocks? I'm taking the third. I think, I think oh give me rookie of the year all three day over that. because okay what yeah. are, what are the, what's I hear the you. odds if he if he gets if he does lead the league in blocks he might get rookie of the year that's what i'm he, saying he would be so, a, he'd be a depoy candidate if he leads, leads yeah the league it feels blocks. like that's i feel like easily he gets rookie of the year well before he reaches number one in blocks it seems like because he's gonna have I, offensive I that, numbers too i think chet could put up i think chet could put up similar offensive numbers on like a winning a winning er team a more winning team and then get rookie of the year because of that like be a bigger contributor and have on a, fewer blocks. a more important team yeah yeah well, uh, all right let's move. could chet could chet lead the league in blocks i think chet's less of a shot blocker honestly than wemby like he's not as not as capable of a shot blocker like that's not his role okay which is weird because he's big and long but uh it's just yeah. not how he does it you know i get you um, I get you. All right, ne next thing. Ne next segment here, moving back oh, to Oh, by the way, NFL. I said Go no ahead. no on that one, but he'll do it in his career was my, was my answer for that. Leave the league in blocks? Oh, yeah, for yeah, sure. He'll do it in his career. career. Big time. Yeah, give him every, every year for sure. All right, moving back to some NFL stuff. Let me check the likes on this video real quick. Also, Suns Warriors probably underway. Let's see. No, not quite. Um, check the likes on the video. We are at 26. If we get four more. So if you've already liked the video, grab that link. Send it to a friend. Be like, hey, like this video so I can win some stuff. Poppin' Fresh um, is on board with the Scoot take for, for Rookie of the Year, by the way. He likes Scoot for Rookie of the Year. Jedi Fett says, uh, you know, playoffs, no. Abby says she doesn't think uh, Wemby has the ability. She, she, she does think Chet has the ability to win Rookie of the Year. But the NBA has invested too much in Wemby. That's a good point. NBA script writers might want Wemby in that in that yeah. roadie spot. Um, it could be undeniable. I think anybody could be undeniable when it comes to that stuff. Yeah, I mean, look, script writers are flexible for sure. Exactly, because um, if the first half of the season goes a certain way, guess what? The, the script changes. You go, hey, we got a thing in chat. Let's build around yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we can keep we can we can pit these two against each other. That's a fun script. Um, yeah, love that. All right, That's let's switch gears. Let's switch gears, go back to a little NFL action. Derrick Henry is getting traded. This is the talk. This is the talk of all the town that King Henry will be leaving the Titans and the Titans will become what? Like basically not a football team because he's the whole football team. Uh, what do you think, Casey? King Henry getting traded. What, what's the likelihood that this is actually real? Would they really move on from Derrick Henry? It seems like he's probably not got that many great years left. Just let this guy live out his time in Tennessee and be, be a lifetime Titan. Uh, seems like the move, but maybe that's not what Tennessee's up to. What do you think? Uh, not really what the NFL is about these days. Uh, it's kind of a romantic 
thing of the past uh, where that's like the norm, at least. Obviously, it happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the usual thing anymore. And it's actually particularly because he's not like washed. You know, there's a there's a demand for good running backs on the market. Yeah, he certainly qualifies. Uh, Tennessee Titans are two and four here uh, going into week uh, seven, week eight, week eight. Yeah, week eight. Um they're they're headed nowhere fast. You know, that's just the way they are as oh. a franchise right now. As and they never have been. For this not year. for years. Not for years. Yeah. Look, I'm a fan of the head coach, Mike Vrabel. Uh, I've heard that their their ownership is also like good and backs him. I think that's the right direction, but it's it's the next generation, it's the next rebuild that really has the opportunity for for success, in my opinion. Ryan Tannehill was probably never gonna be that guy to get you to the top of the mountain. But yeah, he was and, a guy who could I mean, get you're you. already grasping at straws when you're grabbing D hop. You know what I mean? Like when, dude's a hundred. So, but when you're a Titans, I mean, you got to rewind a couple of years ago just to like make it all make sense. Ryan Tannehill was an upgrade, uh, a guy you kind of just took a flyer on, and then he paid off in the immediate term. And you go, okay, I mean, we're relevant again. We were they they were the one seed only a couple of years ago in the playoffs from the AFC, including all mm-hmm. the, the those teams in the AFC that everybody's all afraid of over. Um, they were the one seed only a couple of years ago. So, but okay. they just they look like the the time has come. The shit's at the fan. Uh, Derrick Henry could do a lot of work for some other guys, and I think he could still demand something like I don't know, uh, like a second. Yeah, what? on the market, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he could do. Yeah, I guess he could get some. Uh, so, what are some targets for for Derrick Henry? Who do you think <sighs> actually would move on him and move a maybe a second round pick, or maybe the Titans want more than that. Who who would give the Titans outsized value for Her- Derrick Henry? That's the real question. Well, it's got to be a win now team. It's a team that's certainly uh, convinced they're going to make the playoffs. Uh, maybe a team that's having some offensive issues right now, but they have those playoff ambitions. Um, and also, you know, asterisk next to, next to any team that's like banged up at the running back position, which, you know, there's no shortage of those. So I mean, I can't list all of those. <laughs> But that even, everybody that's the NFL, right? That's, that's how the NFL, NFL works. Running backs get hurt yeah. every week. Yeah. Um, but other than that, Derrick Henry, I guess he has before, but like he seems to be the most durable running back I've seen in a minute. Yeah, no, he definitely is. And I will also say that there's something about trading these superstars, which uh, you could say maybe that's loosely used when it comes to him. Now he's a former superstar at the very least. Maybe he's oh, still sure. in that, that rarefied air. Um, they, they tend to trade them to the opposite conference as much as, possible much, at all yeah yeah, yeah. Just get out um, of here we don't want to we don't want to worry about you yeah i mean but but teams that have kind of underperformed so far but still have playoff hopes in my mind like the Bengals, right i don't think he'd be needed that kind of goes against like what that offense kind of is needing like another running back mm. but they weren't thrilled about having Mixon, so who knows that's just something that could happen um I, even though the chargers have the same record as the titans i think they're not a that crazy of a of an answer just because austin eckler has been banged up already and otherwise, like, ineffective for the little bit we have seen him. Um, and then if I'm looking, both of those are AFC teams, by the way, so that would be the same division. Uh, without giving it too much thought, teams on the other side, I mean, really any team that loses a guy, that's going to be the the obvious number one situation. Like the Lions with David Montgomery out, right? They just lost a tough game. They're talked about being, like, potentially or likely yeah. a, a top three NFC team. Jared Goff. Jared Goff isn't yet. They're a win now team. Yeah. And the Falcons also same kind of idea. Sorry. Go ahead on, on the, on the lions. Good. The lions are a win now team. I like them for that. I sticking in the NFC North a, a bit. I could see the Vikings giving some outsized value for a guy like yeah. Henry too, after losing Dalvin cook, give Kirk more uh, options, especially with uh, 
Justin Jefferson potentially hurt. Like they're just, they seem like they need that piece. You know what I mean? Um, they need to be, they need teams to respect the run a little bit more. So, I mean, they could, I could see them being a team that would give outsized value. The Buccaneers, another one, more, more of a prolific passing offense, but with yeah. a running back on the squad to kind of help out that to kind of complement the passing game, they could be huge. They're sitting at 500 right now in a very winnable division. Um, I think yeah. those are actually the three most likely candidates, the, the ones we just said there. Um, Not really the Vikings, the, well, the three that you said. Vikings. Are no, 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 out, no. The but... Lions, the Vikings, and the Buccaneers. All NFC oh, okay. teams, all teams yeah. that could use. The Vikings, I would put as third on that just because they already did trade mm-hmm. for Cam Akers. And they're still just getting him kind of going. Um, yeah. Not that he's. As but good Cam, as let, let's just be. Let, I'm just good. Cam Akers is not that good. He's, he's like always underperformed. He's fine. He's, is what he is. That's a great he's, way to put he's it. He's had some he's moments. Fine. He's had some moments. He's a, ru- he's a running back that I guess deserves a job in the NFL. Like, he definitely does. You're harsher on him than I am. He's definitely fine. He's yeah. in the I think top. What, I think anyone team. who's been a, a Cam Akers owner in fantasy is uh, is not. Not super well, happy. I think though. that speaks more to his relationship with his former team, the Rams. Uh, just if you follow that, the life of that story at all, him potentially from last year, starting in last year, there's rumors they didn't want him on the team, but then they like came back to him and made him the start. Like it's they're all over the board of him. You could chalk that up to like just that franchise kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, bottom line is I think those three teams are most likely, and yeah. I would say he could make a difference on all three of those teams and make them immediate contenders, uh, immediate like contenders for the NFC at least. All right, give me a percentage here. What percent chance do you give it Derrick Henry gets traded? And is this going to happen this season or in the offseason? Uh, should happen this season. I believe he's on the last year of his contract, which is why. So really life. soon, because trade deadline's coming up. Yep, yep. And it's going to go to a contender uh, if it happens. I am in the camp of this is more likely to happen than not. Um, okay. Yeah, I think I'm probably in the minority on that. But I'd give it a 65. Give, give it like a two-thirds chance. I'll go the other way with it. I not maybe 35, not maybe 35, but I give it maybe a 40, 45% chance just because you got really three targets. You got a few targets, but like then actually trying to get some outsized value for him. I, you know, I think the teams as much as they might need it. And it's like, yeah, we should give outsized value, get what we need win now. Uh, when it comes down to actually making that deal, it's really hard to give outsized value for something. So I, I could see it just like, we just can't quite get a deal done type of thing, you know? Um, not not that they don't want to trade him, definitely shop him hard. They just can't quite get the deal done. So that's why I put it on the 40, the, the underside of the 50% line. Um, but hey, if he goes to the Vikings, I'm a happy man. So let's go. Let's if you're I'm, them I'm for that narrative. If you're them and you're already selling, which they kind of are, they're in that mode. I mean, what do you say no to for him if you're not going to have him next year anyway? Why wouldn't you? T- I mean, you're going to get a comp pick if he walks, but... That's not going to be, if you can get a second, it's worth it. Uh, comp picks yeah. are at the highest, uh, at the end of the third. So even if you can get a, point. An, a real NFL third, you say yes to the deal. Yeah, I like it. All right, let's switch gears. Going back to the NBA, Casey, Jason Tatum is not a NBA superstar. What? According to Patrick Beverly. Oh. Let's do it. Let's, let's, see, let's see what he had to say. So Pat Beverly says that fans think too many people are superstars. Pat Pat Beverly had Spencer Dinwiddie on the pod. They talked about this. Here's the clip. The fans say there's like 40 superstars. And we say there's like five. Five. Because because to us, straight up, a superstar is I'm here, we win. So if you define it as that, who would you say is a superstar? Jokic. Superstar. Okay. Giannis. Superstar. Embiid. Superstar. 
LeBron James. Well, LeBron, obviously, we don't know because it's your okay. 20, but yeah. in general, yeah. yes. In general. Steph, yeah. Steph. Okay. KD. KD. Kawhi. Luka. Superstar. Maybe Jason Tatum. But that's but that's, a, that's a maybe. That's, that's a, a maybe. maybe. We're talking about definite household. About, I'm here, we win, and we go into... Okay, those guys okay. were like, there's only five. And then they proceeded to list like seven, eight, nine. I did, I, in a different clip, Roan was like, we're past five. Yeah, yeah. we're yeah. well past five. I agree with the sentiment that like, if they if they say fans say there's 40, that's too many. It's too many. But I don't think fans say there's 40. I don't think so either. And I also no. think the same five is ridiculous. There's way more than um, five. Okay, but, and, but let me put and, it. And wait, me... wait. I just want to say there are some guys in there that I'm like, those guys are in the same category as Embiid. Right. Or as, well, I just leaked it's, who I was thinking. It's Tatum. Uh, yeah. Tatum. No, no, yeah. no. Okay. If I'm here, we win. That's the definition. Yeah. Steph, Jokic, Giannis. That's it recently. Steph, Jokic. That's it. Those are the only three superstars if it, that's your definition. LeBron. I, I just over the career. He, yeah. Maybe, over course of career and yeah. sure, you know, 2020 championship, like LeBron, but obviously he's 2020 championship. That's recent enough. So, you know, four, yeah. but Embiid, definitely not Luca. Definitely no. not. No, right. They're in the same category as Tatum in my mind. So, but by that I, you know, criteria, at least I don't, I don't agree with their criteria. You know, let's, let's get into that. Do you agree with that criteria that if, if I'm here, we win, that's what a superstar is. No, absolutely not. You okay. What's me? a superstar? I was, you're talking to former little league superstar. Casey here, who had a collective of about four wins my entire Little League career. Uh, meanwhile, like leading the league in may maybe every stat. Well, yeah. on my team for sure. Yeah. So, no, I don't think it's team wins that make you a superstar necessarily. No. I, I do think pay. that, you know, I get, get, comparing sports, uh, if I'm here, we win. You definitely can't use that qualifier. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. wait. Wait, what if that's what if it's just the guy who's always playing alongside a superstar? You're like, I'm here and we won. I'm Scotty a Pippen. Scotty yeah. Pippen's a superstar. Steve Kerr, superstar. Exactly. Yeah. Who's the who's the white guy? Clay Thompson, superstar. Draymond Green, every one of the Warriors, superstar. Uh, Steve Kerr's a real superstar, man. He won alongside Jordan and alongside Steph. Uh, I do like that. It's a good career. Yeah. Right? No. So so I I don't know. I so I actually am for uh skewing it their way you know what i mean like let's stop calling everybody a superstar oh, fair, fair yeah what's the real number yeah i i i'm i like i like there's there can't be but i like a definitive number i like saying like look if you're past the 10 line you're not a superstar i wouldn't put it at 10 but i like the concept where would you put it uh i think uh how many teams in the nba i always want to say 32 but there's not 30 32 yeah are there 32 32 is how many teams there are in the NBA. Is that real? I thought I, I thought that was not correct. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Then I would say no more than 16. Wait, like, hold on. Now now you're making me second guess it. It's 32 because eight make the playoffs and eight miss the playoff in, playoffs in each conference. Okay. Okay. Just making sure. Um, I mean, I'm Googling it. I mean, <laughs> We're both Googling it. 30 teams. Sorry. 30 teams. Okay. That's what, okay. I was like 32. 15. I meant 30. Yeah. You know, 32. That 32 is the new 30 is what they're saying. 15 yeah. or fewer. You know what I mean? Like 15, there's 15, not super, every, not, teams. not half the teams can have a superstar. All right. So Giannis, oh, I think we're all agreed. Giannis, Steph, even, even with them, Giannis, Steph, yeah. uh, uh, Giannis, Steph, Jokic, LeBron. I mean, Luca Tatum, you put them there. There's that's six, right? Embiid superstar or not. I, I tend to say like, he's almost the line of like, 
I don't. But I don't know. You're lower. It, you're lower on him. Yeah, you're yeah, lower am, on him than the rest of the league. Yes. Yeah, so yes, the answer is yes. Superstar because you're very low right, on him. Right. If you well, think I, he's not in the top fifteen, so, that's well, very low. I, on I him. do think even within superstar, we're talking about now a different category, though. You know what I mean? No. He's not mega superstar. That that's I think what they're saying is like there are tiers, there are levels to this shit. There's levels you know, like, of this shit. Yeah, the, and and what they're saying is like it's not an S tier superstar unless it's like we win if I'm here. I which agree I don't, I don't hate that honestly. Yeah, who 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 would be the biggest snubs all time then if you were using that criteria though? You know, Feels I like mean it'd are... be like stock it'd be like Stockton and Malone they'd be pretty big snubs you know oh, I, 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 I don't know it depends I if love you make the I love me some John Stockton John Stockton is not an S tier superstar. Like, Carl you know Malone I mean? would probably be the one who's the S tier superstar in that yeah. in that group. John yeah. Stockton leads two major stat categories by like a lot. Right, um, right, but I mean, I don't think he gets the respect of. No, no, I don't think people like put uh, him in the, in the superstar. S-tier. Fine, but S- people, put I mean, the, people put him in the people put him in the S tier of point guards like S A B C D. I mean, I think I think people put him in the S tier of point guards, but while he was playing, I don't think most people would have him in the S tier of players in the league at that time. Carl Malone, though, absolutely, but yeah, yeah, I mean, that would be a person who never won, got to the finals, never won. Uh, we'd be talking about like you know Patrick Ewing. Um, got the finals once, never won. Uh, Hakeem barely makes the bar right. of being a superstar. Right? I'm going to the nineties. Allen Iverson, not a superstar. Like absolutely not a superstar. Been to the finals once lost. Is that like, hot take? No, no. I think Allen Iverson is a superstar. That's right? what I'm saying. So, Would it be a hot take? I don't think it's not. the right. I, I think there's, I, 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 it's too hard to say like it's hard to compare generations i do like the idea of like if they're not in the s tier right now today then they're not a superstar this year like you can just say this year you know what i mean um like i don't know if i would call yeah. dame a superstar as of right now i disagree i think i think i disagree i think once a superstar always a superstar but like oh, okay. people can, I guess that's how I would use it at least. So, you know what so I that's mean? probably why the fans think there's so many, right? Because it's like, yeah, maybe there's only four in the league right now this year, but like there's a bunch of others who have been at some point. Yeah. Like LeBron is the best example. Exactly. Like, yes. By last year, was he a superstar? No, nobody can no, argue no. that. But yeah. like, is he a superstar? You're like, it's LeBron. So it, at, at points, Anthony Davis has been a superstar, you know? Yeah. At points, James have- Harden. At points, James Harden's been a superstar. Yeah, that's that's I guess where I'm thinking. And like on their teams, at least like are the well, I mean I guess teams with multiple superstars makes it difficult. Does that even exist? Let's start there. Is that a thing? I mean, yeah. So can Dame and and can they both be a superstar on the same team? Dame and Giannis. I think yes. I think the answer is yes. You can have more than one superstar yeah, I think on so. the same team if you're going by your criteria of like Jack and Kobe weren't superstars together. Basically, it's like if you're on the if you're in the S tier of the league in any given year, you're one of the top three or four players in the league in any given year. You're a superstar, and then once you hit that, you're always that. Then for sure, yeah, then yeah. for sure. And I, I don't know if people out to be. I kind of like that criteria too. Like yeah. once you get the S title, you're in. But it has to. You have to be a little bit more snubby with it. That's why I'm like, is Joel Embiid yeah. really there? And I guess then even Jason Tatum, if you're open in that debate, like has he been in the top four in the league yet? Right, right. And yeah, I mean he won the MVP last year, so. and he was yeah. there was two legitimate MVP contenders last year, and it was him and Jokic. And so yes, I will I will give I'll give well, it feels I'll right give, to say yes. I'll grudgingly give Embiid the S title. But that but anybody who's not right there, then yeah, you got to start looking at it. And maybe maybe they're convincing me a little bit more that Tatum. I yeah. just think it's it's there's a lot be, of other I guys. I might be right under the line on Tatum or Luca. So let's get down to it. Jason Tatum, 
superstar or not, Casey, make the decision. Wait, what are we saying about Luca first, though? I, I think Luca's in the same category as Tatum, honestly. I do. They're well, like right there, you know? They're like, I right was going to say, it feels weird to say that Tatum is. I put, I put, I'll go first here. Tatum's a superstar. He's been in the top four in the league last year, at least, maybe the year before. He's been to the finals. He's been to the Eastern Conference finals multiple times. Luca has had not, like, he's been to the Western Conference finals kind of flukily. You know, like not like really, and and he never really had a ch- chance to make it to the finals. Uh, I put Tatum on the on the S side of the line. Tatum's a superstar. Luca, not a superstar. Almost, he's so close. He's gonna get there. I think he's gonna get there. He's still young, but not quite a superstar yet. I'm gonna say yes for both, only because I don't think they belong separate. I, I can't agree with that take, and I even almost want to put Embiid in that with them and be like, either they're like all three, either yes or no. They're kind of this like younger crop coming up, but like into like that S tier. And I'm like, you either got to bring them in or not. Like they're like a class together almost. I don't know what years they were all drafted, but Embiid is is older. He's but it's still he's newer to the discussion of this. Like, is he elite elite? You know, and and I think that's kind of I think he's elite elite, maybe a little bit above above Tatum. Yeah, okay, it's fair. It's fair to call it separation. I know I'm I'm on the low side of it, but. That's that's where I'm like I don't see as much of a difference between the games where I'm like you look Steph and and LeBron like just that's not the same thing as these other like other, at their best yeah, they I, were something else. I think a lot of it too is like even though like Embiid has never been to a finals and Tatum like Tatum yeah. and Embiid it's it's not like yes you know maybe they've never won a, a ring and maybe Embiid's never been to a finals but it's like the whole time that they've been playing well that is a contender team. You know what I mean? Like that's a team that can win way more than the Sixers though. Right. That's a team that can win the East. You got it. I mean, you weren't around during the Jimmy Butler years of the Sixers either, but, but like that's a team that can win the East. Right. And, and, uh, and in any given year that they're playing, even without Jimmy Butler. So, whereas like with, that's where I put Luca maybe on the other side of the line with, it's like not every, it's not always with him, you know, like I want to see it be always before I, before I put him there. So final decision. Tatum, superstar from me, superstar from you. Pat Bev is wrong, and Spencer Dinwiddie is wrong. What do NBA players know? They don't know shit. We know everything. Oh, my God. White guys under 5'9 know everything. NBA players know nothing. That's the conclusion of this video. Do you think by our own system that we actually would land below 20 if we graded them out? Because that's obviously an episode we're doing now. Like, how many superstars are in the NBA? I think we would land... I think if we let anybody who ever got the title of superstar be in, I think we'd land right around 20 who are still in the game. Yeah. yeah I would love to even whittle it down below that to 15. Yeah. I think we got to make some hard decisions. Let's do that on another episode. We need another yeah. segment for that. One more segment here. Are the Eagles mid without the play going back no to the play. NFL? Are the Eagles actually a good team without the play you know what play i'm talking about i'm talking about the one where they come up to the line and everybody in the whole freaking stadium and everybody watching on tv and everybody out on the street and everybody who's ever been to pennsylvania ever and everybody who's ever been anybody ever knows exactly what they're going to do they're going to hike the ball and they're going to push jalen hurts forward one yard and they convert it pretty much every time on third and one or fourth and one they, uh, look they've played the vikings all right so i'm going to tell you it is incredibly frustrating to watch them actually get four downs to get a first down. 
uh, and it's a game changer. And I'm looking at their games, and I think there's a good case to be made for the fact that maybe they're not winless, maybe they don't suck, but they're a mid. They are mid without the tush push. What do you think? I guess mid would mean around 500. Around I mean, that's 500. like the definition. I think, of I think that's probably. exactly where they are. They're around 500 without it. Have they had the buy yet? What are they? What are they sitting at? They're sitting at five and or six and one. Six and one. Yeah, let me make my case for you. Let me make Go my ahead. case. Yeah. Dolphins, they win that game either way. They won 13, 31 to 17. Sure. Jets, I think they win that game without the tush push. 14 to 20 is too close for the Jets, but the Jets defense, or sorry, the Jets beat them. Erase that whole thing I just said. The Jets <laughs> okay. are their one loss. Okay. Okay. So they lose to the Jets. Yeah, we'll Rams, give them that 20, one already. Yeah. Rams 23 14. They win that game without the tush push. Commanders. 34-31 in overtime. No tush push, no win. Commanders beat them. Yeah. All right. All right. Now, now next. Buccaneers 25-11. They win that game without the tush push. Vikings 34-28. One score game. They lose that game without the tush push. In the game winning drive, they used it like two or three times. They used it a number of times. That was like yeah. very frustrating. Twice, right? twice on that they drive, lose yeah. to the Vikings without the tush push. Patriots 25 to 20. Lose it without the tush push. I think they lose. So right now, so that puts them at one loss, two losses, uh, three losses with the Jets. They're they're four and three. They're mid without the tush push. That's my position. All those games you outlined, I mean, maybe barring the Vikings, but all those are not great teams. That's the other thing is not only do they, are they mid, but their losses are like bad losses. When those they're, would like be the, they're like the Bills. What are we talking about with the Bills right now? Like they're barely making the playoffs. They're in seventh. They're four and three, and they're losing to crappy teams like the Patriots and the Jets. Mm. That's that's who the Eagles are. They would also have lost to the Patriots and I mean, the Jets. Yeah, those are the same teams. And the Commanders, you said in there, like these the are Commanders. And even the, the Vikings commanders I mean, almost beat them with the tush push. Let's not forget how much everybody just turned around on the Vikings. And I'm not saying that yeah. wasn't worth doing, but like if we would have talked about this two days ago, we would have said, and the Vikings, they're awful too. You know, like uh, teams at the time that are not riding the confidence. Uh, yeah. Look, 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 and, and I want to, I want to clarify something here because some pop and fresh just uh, said something in our chat on playback. He said, why, why are people so mad about the tush push? Other teams can do it. Go ahead and do it. I'm not mad about the tush push. I'm just saying they're Travis Kelsey and Jordan Mylotta are essentially why the Eagles are winning games. Like without those two, this is a mid team, which is crazy to say two offensive linemen are, are like the core of your team. And what are we going to do when Travis Kelsey retires? The man's 572 years old. Like he can't play center forever. Yeah. Um, like they're going to not be good anymore. Okay. So to answer popping fresh, I believe who, who's who you said, why are they so upset about the tush push? It's because yeah. everybody can sense that it's going to get changed in the rule book. They're going to change something uh, mm -hmm. to make it at least tweaked. Because it's just not the real answer is it's not as exciting to watch. It's not fun for yeah. the average, and especially in this kind of year where there's so many new NFL fans, and in, and that's been a trend, big trend. You know, props yeah, to the let, NFL. Let, they're they're collecting a huge quick, audience. Maybe People, real quick, in case somebody doesn't know, let's say exactly what the tush push is. Yeah, yeah, uh, tush push, brotherly shove. Uh, it's this play that Philadelphia has just taken upon themselves to master the other, other teams try to do, but they can't do it nearly as well. Uh, it's great for about one to two yards. It's essentially a quarterback sneak that is extra physical and extra 
forward facing and, and yeah. it's all about height and, and getting low and essentially turning your quarterback into this like fullback esque type of player yeah. uh, with your offensive lineman, absolutely diving forward into the, yeah. the players in front of them. Olan dives for dives forward. And, and everybody behind the quarterback pushes him from behind. That's what's different about it than a quarterback yeah. sneak. Quarterback sneaks, the quarterback runs, tries to get what what the what the what Philly does is they use the two running backs in the backfield to actually literally push the quarterbacks. Which push. changes everything. It changes forward. It changes. Yeah. That's why it's it, it the real reason that other teams they can't make run themselves it as well. a Jalen Hurts sandwich, basically, and he gets a yard. Yeah, the real reason that other teams can't run it as well uh, is because they don't have, first of all, they don't have a quarterback that weighs like 250 and is just this massive rock of a dude. Yeah, um, and but, it's but mainly it's, that, the two offensive linemen. It's the two the- offensive linemen for me that are the, the secret ingredient. Uh, I mean, that's, that's some elite line play stuff that when you know you have to summon it on a given snap, I think that the guys who have the technique and the, and the power, just like the perfect offensive lineman in the league and the experience, um, that they can manipulate that every single time. There's not a player yeah. who can counter that. It's impossible to counter um, because we they can just—they have the angle. Like even if it's a tie, the Eagles win that tie because Hertz is yeah. some—he's bigger than most linebackers. So that's who we, he would run yeah. into on the other end. We uh, saw an interesting the, counter last night from the Niners. I, love, I was going to bring the, the Vikings. The Vikings tried the tush push. Fred Warner front flipped. Over the line, jumped the snap, so he could have been. It called wasn't offsides. a full on flip, but it was cool. It was. It was. Hey, come on, let's let's go down Narrative Street a little. Okay. He front flipped over the line and kicked Kirk Cousins in the face backwards ten yeah. yards. Yeah, um, yeah, line. freaking straight Mortal Kombat at him. Uh, no, like flipped over the line. He jumped the snap. He could have been called offsides. That's on the Vikings for not hard counting. Uh, but yeah, I mean, got the jumped the snap perfectly and countered it. Wouldn't have worked with Jalen Hurts. He's too big, too strong. And the the Philly has just like perfected it. Kirk Cousins is not big. Like, I can't wait to test that theory. I can't like, even. Tr- I can't even believe they tried it with Kirk Cousins. Dude's ribs already are like you know, like a like well beaten steak. I I can't wait to see them try to counter that because it does feel like a very Niners thing to uh, like even more so than just winning as many games as possible. It feels like a Kyle Shanahan thing to take pride in schematically taking away this like revolutionary play from the team that made it happen. You know, that feels right. like he would be like, no, I'm the guy who ended that shit, you know, cause yeah. somebody will figure out how to do it. Otherwise, I mean, if the Eagles should hope somebody figures out how to, to stop them sort of, cause then they can yeah. make a case. It belongs to stay in the sport. Otherwise the competition committee, uh, everybody's been saying it, that we're being primed. If, if you're not aware that you're being primed right now for that, for a rule to change, like you're not paying attention because they're saying it a dozen times, every single Eagles game. I almost said Phillies. How are they doing, by the way? Uh, Phillies are <laughs> uh, down four two. Uh, fake news. Uh, fake fake news. That's not uh, true. Down four two. End of the seventh. Okay. Wrap up. Th- let's wrap this up. All yep. right, Casey. Couple things for you. First of all, tush push illegal next year or illegal soon or remains legal and remains a weapon that can be utilized by any team in the league. Uh, we'll be. The current version that they're running will be outlawed to some degree. Yeah, it'll be okay. Yeah. Next thing, Eagles. What's their record if they are not so good at that one single play? I, you know, we we wrote down just like a loose outline of these topics, and I fully came prepared to say like, nah, man, they're they're really good. They're they're an above five hundred team. Eagles, no matter what, they're above average at least. 
Uh, not gonna lie, I mean, you're, four, th- you're four and three you is still above average. Me. You convinced me a little bit. Um, I think they'd be within a game of five hundred. Um, and and it, I do think you build on losses the same way you build on wins. So yeah, losing a game to the, like the Commanders, somebody, <laughs> that's a tough like, one. That's I don't think you one, necessarily man. look as or and and also the Patriots and also the <laughs> Jets and also. <laughs> Let me put it this way. You lose a game to the committee. You're four and three and your three losses are based or, uh, uh, or would, would it be three and four? Did I count it up as three and four? Because they would have lost to the jets, the commanders and the Patriots and the Vikings. They'd be three and four. So maybe they'd be four. Maybe they go one way on one of those games, four and three, three and four. I'm just saying you lose a game to the commanders after being, you know, or you lose a game to the Patriots. Your locker room is not the same after that. Yeah. No, you I drop can... games to the Eagles and Vikings or the Patriots and Vikings in back to back weeks. Your locker room is not the same after that. Yeah. Do the, do the, I mean, not just seeing what I want to see in every situation here, but do the Niners even lose to the Vikings if they didn't just come off of a loss to the Browns that made them look and feel bad? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, some, some teams you like the revenge game. Usually I would say I like the revenge game for the Niners. Right. I don't like primetime Kirk, but yeah. I mean, look, I think that it affects the locker room big time when you realize you're mortal. It's yeah. uh, it's it's a it's a real it's a real thing. It's not um, even just like somebody within, can punch you in the face and it hurts. That's a real thing. It's not even just what changes within you. Now the 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 secret is out on how to stop yeah. you. So other yeah. teams, guess what? They spend a whole week preparing for the shit. They they're gonna if there's a team that beat you and there's a way to figure out how they beat you, they're gonna figure it out. They're gonna try. Um, All right. We're yeah. about to wrap up this show, but here's the deal. There are 29 likes on the video. That's not an exaggeration. There's actually 29 likes on the video. If it gets to 30, we're giving away an extra $25 gift card. We're going to give away one anyway on playback in just a second. So if you're watching on YouTube, uh, head over to playback. That's playback.tv slash triple cross. There's a link in the description. Also, make sure you hit the subscribe button and the bell icon so you know whenever we're live because we're giving stuff away every time we're live. If you're listening on audio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anything like that, give us, go ahead and give us, go into the little app, go into the app, hit that, find the stars, get, hit five of them, hit five stars, give us five stars, write a little review, say, hey, John, hey, Casey, what's up, guys? Uh, you are awesome. And if you don't, if you're not going to say we're awesome, then just don't say anything. Just shut your mouth. Uh, Casey, anything, anything to add to the people before we head over to playback? Not much, playboy. We'll see you on playback, y'all. All right. That is, that is the pod. Bye-bye.